Welcome to the latest edition of Platform. Today, we're going to be speaking to Mason Richard. Now, Mason Richard last released a section for Ground Control about five years ago, and since then, no one's really heard from him. We kind of thought that his skating days were over until Aunt Medina released a new video this year, Candy, and Mason had the final part in it, and it was just wall-to-wall stunts, incredible tech tricks, and proved that it basically matches up with any of his other incredible sections over the years. It felt as if he hadn't been away from the sport for the better part of a decade. Since then, it's kind of been promised that he'll actually have more stuff out. So we wanted to speak to him, find out what happened five years ago, why he stopped skating, what got him back into it, and what we can expect from him in the future. So let's just cue the music. He's connected. There we go. We're in business. Can you hear me? I can hear you. And I appreciate the extra special effort you've put into that t-shirt as well. Okay. I see what's happening here. Right. (laughs) How you doing, man? What's up? How you doing? Where's the glasses? Oh, I got my contacts in. All right. Okay. Is that today? I like yours though, man. I have some uh, tortoise shells too. Um, See, I was hoping we were going to be matching. You've just ruined it. Um, how was uh I saw that you were in Vegas at the weekend. How was it? It was great, man. Um, just skating and drinking, hitting the slots, you okay. know, just so the classic stuff. Is everything still open there? Uh, yeah, it was. I don't know. I think Vegas is like the last place that's going <laughs> to. Uh, that's going to just abide by everything. I think everybody's going there just to fuck off, you know? Right. Okay. Just a law unto itself still. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, so skating, I thought I had, I had me under the impression that you were hurt or injured at the moment. Yeah. My knee is shot. It's been shot for, uh, since like, I guess May or June. And, uh, I've just been trying to rehab it here and there. I'm not doing that good a job, but Sometimes, dude, I'm foaming at the mouth to skate, so I just put them on and uh, try to get something. All right, okay. Um, did you meet up with any of the locals there, or who all, or was it just you and a group of people who all went out to Vegas? Yeah, it was me and uh, my buddy Kirill and Shrain, and we just met up there and then went to, we skated with uh, Tony Rivetuso and um, uh, hung out with that gang a little bit. And uh, I didn't skate, but I was watching them. That was going to be my first question. You can't you can't go to Vegas and not meet up with Tony. He's like he's like the mayor when it comes to when it comes to blading in Vegas. Yeah, absolute legend, dude. <laughs> I can't. He's been going for a very long time. Yeah, he's been killing it too. He's uh, I learned he's like thirty seven or something. I was like, Jesus Christ, it's the same age as me. I need to step my game up. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he, he's just getting like weirder and more technical as he gets older. And it's, yeah. Um, yeah, he's sick. All right. Okay. Um, 
obviously the reason I wanted to speak to you was about your section in Candy because it was incredible. But I think logically it makes more sense to ask where the hell you've been because your last section was in 2015 for, I think it was, it was your ground control section. The one yeah, with, I think so. What was it? it was like Evian Christ or something was the song on it. Oh, awesome, got, deep cut. I, I only remember because I remember Ant slagging it off and I was like, I quite like Heavy in Christ. And he was like, nah, he's like, I hate that techno shit. And I was like, you do there realize you that? Go. I was like, that's not, that's not techno. That's like, but okay. Um, anything that's like electronic, Ant's like, nah, I'm not, I'm not having it. Yeah, he um, doesn't like house. He doesn't like any, <laughs> any, anything that's not rap or uh, some good uh, rock or something. Um. So last section, 2015, you were skating for REMS and ground control, and then you just mm-hmm. disappeared off the face of the earth. So what happened after that? Right, yeah. Um, well, I, uh, yeah, I was skating and doing all that and trying to go to school. And um, I don't know, I, I was like, uh, I got further along in skating and was like, I don't give a fuck about anything pro i can cuss and all this right yeah okay cool uh <laughs> well yeah, you already have so it's too late yeah i was I, yeah it did, just dawned on me but um no i just don't i don't give a fuck about like that pro status and all that stuff is uh it's great and you aspire to get there and then once you get there for me at least i was like completely underwhelmed and uh just like i worked my ass off to get here and then this is how it is uh i'm good you know i'm like the status quo in skating even today is fucking stupid man like i'm i'm jaded about all that stuff because it's like uh there's this continuous i mean and this isn't all skating this is a broad stroke but there's this uh constant thing of like pedestaling all these old heads and all these dudes who have been washed forever and um it's like dude i don't give a fuck about you guys i've been watching y'all for 20 years i'm over it i don't care i want to see some new kids like and then the amount of people that got slept on from like my era uh to now even is insane like the amount of opportunity that was there for companies to prop up up and coming people uh who are actually exciting to watch and vibrant and all this stuff just got completely slept on and uh i know that's part of the game in every sport but um yeah it's i'm not for it it's interesting that you should say that because i had this exact same conversation with keaton like almost around that time and i think he just finished i think he just quit valo or he was on the am team and he just get fed up with it and he basically said the same thing that he got sick of him and people from his generation or people from like his that era just working really hard and it not feeling as if it was going anywhere and I know that Andrew Jacuzzi felt the same way and he also quit Valo around that time I don't think it's anything to do with Valo I think it was just the industry in general like people that were putting out these sections that you know the rest of Bladen was getting really excited about but it wasn't leading to anything but you didn't, it didn't feel like you were one of those people because from what I understand, you were getting pushed to be a bigger part of those teams because like I heard a rumor that Cato did offer you a pro skate at one point. 
So when you say you got to pro status and you were underwhelmed, what do you mean by that? Um, I, I guess just the whole process, like, I don't know. I, I'm sure I took it too seriously, but it was, uh, just, um, like, I don't know, man, I'm, I, I'm down to collaborate and I think I'm, uh, pretty easy to work with, but it's like, um, just the whole, I, I didn't, I didn't agree with the way, uh, Kato was running that company. Um, and I just thought like, I'm at the dead end of this ride. I mean, look at where rims is now, you know what I mean? Uh, and I still appreciate the company for what it was and what he did and everything, but dude, uh, and mind you, rims is not the only company to do that kind of thing. Like that's everywhere in skating. But, uh, in my experience, I was like, this is just not worth my time and effort. And I would rather do what I want to do and, um, skate at my leisure instead of trying to like produce content and this and that and, and go hard for, uh, something that just was like pulled out of the, like the rug was pulled out from under me where I was like, I don't know why I spent all this time doing this stuff. You know what I mean? And, um, other than being with my dogs and having a good time, you know what I mean? That's <laughs> all I'm trying to do now. And yeah. like, when it comes to watching skating, that's all I want to see. I, I mean, there's like a handful of kids that I'll watch. Uh, but generally speaking, I'm like, I just want to see my friend skate. I don't, I'm good on the rest of it. And to, um, on the, uh, Keaton reference, that's a fact like that, that was, uh, part of the candy vision was taking all these slept on AMs at the time and just giving them, you know, more, uh, more of a platform, more of more recognition. And, um, so yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. We shared that same, uh, perspective as did, yeah, Andrew Jacuzzi and, and plenty of other people. So, um, yeah, it just got to the point where I was like, I don't even really want to be involved. I'm good on this. I'd rather go work and do my own thing and, uh, be with my dogs and hang out. Was there anything that, I don't know, REMS or if another brand approached you and said, oh, we'll do this for you or we'll do that or we'll give you this, was would there have been anything that would have enticed you to keep going or to stay in the industry aspect of it rather than just, obviously you now just skate for fun, but I mean, at the time, would, would there have been something that could have convinced you to keep going at that level? Um, yeah, I mean, it would have had to be so immediate though. I would, I think I was like, uh, I would have been hard to negotiate with then because <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, I don't want to, I'm not about to join some company and skate for another like four years to get a chance at getting a pro skate against people who have been um, pro on that team for whatever, 10, 15 years. Like, no, I'm good on that. It would have to be an immediate you know, Matt Ledeau style where you just pop in, grab a skate, dip, and uh that was that was the want. weirdest like I love love Matt Ledeau. Like he is he's really sick at skating, but it's so weird that he went from like basically like flow slash am to having a pro skate that didn't have a promo and then as soon as the skate appeared he just dipped. 
Yes, I fucking love it, dude. My it's, man, it's, that's it's an amazing an move. move right there. But yeah. he released he released one clip <laughs> for that pro skate, one clip, and I was like, "Holy shit, USD have got to be pissed about that." But yeah, fuck them, dude. Give them a taste of their own medicine. You know what I mean? Um. So, you you from what I understand, you just stopped skating completely, though. You didn't. It wasn't like you just went, "Oh, I'm not skating for these companies anymore." You just went, "I'm done." Yeah. Yeah. I, I stopped skating and, um, I feel like I had a, a bunch of stuff going on in my personal life that like required me to take action and, and, uh, do other things. But then on top of that, I didn't want to be like, um, which I from now realize I'm just a part of it, but I'm like, I wanted to, uh, I was aspiring to, you know, get a professional job and all this stuff. Um, whereas down the line, I find out I'm like, that's not, really my personality i mean i'm i think i'm better at doing what i'm doing now uh which is not a professional job so uh yeah that was i just took time and and focused on my own thing um got my funds in order got my personal life in order got all that stuff situated and then kind of uh i saw my buddy make it a bar and uh, he offered to um, he was like, Hey man, you should come out and skate blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, I don't really know, dude. I'm not, I don't know if I'm there yet. And then, uh, over time I got involved and, and just kind of like, um, I eased my way into it and then the candy was going on. So got to so, work. So did you go like, did you go to school or what, what did you, what have you been doing? And, and basically the five years you're saying, are you saying you're working in a bar now or no, no, uh, at, yeah, at that time, I was going to school and I was doing, I had a, a small business then. And then I transitioned into another one, which is what I'm doing now. Um, and that's, that's the short of it. I mean, I wasn't is, doing is it illegal or, or can you actually tell us what it is? <laughs> oh yeah. No, I sell luxury goods. I, yeah, no, it's not illegal. <laughs> You're like, I'm, I mean, I I'm in a business. I can't it. tell you what the business is. But I'm in a, I'm in a business. You yeah, I have my time doing all that, but uh, I sell like luxury goods, like uh, accessories, stuff like you know, this is something right here, a little Celine okay. wallet. Um, but yeah, just stuff like that. And then, Ann obviously approached you about filming a part, and he said that you just weren't into it at first. And it no, basically... no. Okay. Yeah, so no. Talk I, I us, wanna... talk us through that. What happened there? Yeah, I was like, I was reluctant to do anything serious with skating because, again, I'm I'm uh, openly jaded. I don't, I, I, uh, you that's, know, what that's I mean? incredible. Like, you should call that should be your next section. That should be Mason Richard openly <laughs> jaded. Yeah, like I, uh, I'm, I was not eager to film, and also part of the I was talking to Michael Garlinghouse about this, how um, it's like for some of us um I, you know i tend to take filming seriously and and doing all that stuff so uh it's hard for me to not like want to go hard if i'm filming and uh and i don't typically like the headspace that i get into um when i am filming like i'll get neurotic and um and just uh it's not really a fun process i don't think for any of us unless i don't give a fuck and all this stuff so the way to uh, combat that with candy i just wasn't watching clips or anything so if i felt like i did it well uh, and they're good on the clip then yeah that works for me let's do it 
That's interesting that you should say that because on it looked like you were having an incredibly good time. Like you looked pumped as hell. I mean, pretty much every other clip you land and just scream your fucking head off. Yeah. And then you're skating just as hard as you ever skated in any of your old sections because after I watched it, I was kind of surprised by how hard you went. And then I went and watched some of your older sections and I was like, he's doing some of the same tricks in this new thing on harder obstacles than he was doing when he was quote unquote in his prime. So, gotcha, yeah. Like, it's not like there was any drop in, if anything, you took it up. Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I mean, I was hyped filming uh, and I just wanted to do, like, I have no better reason to film a section than for my friend. You know, he's not going to be able to do it ever again. So it's like, fuck it, man. This is for you. I'm trying to get it done. And uh, I don't really care uh, what it takes for me to get there. I just want to do uh, big shit to pay homage, you know. And I know that Keaton would have liked that section. So, you know, I'm content with that. I definitely think he would have yeah Ant was also saying that he suggested that song for you years ago or what was it the first the first song in it that he wanted yeah, so, you to use it years ago so and now he's used it. and it's just it's quite nice that loads of that is tying in together dude yes that was such a uh awesome like divine order thing where um yeah he suggested me use that song for the ground control section originally okay. and um i tried to make that work and i was like dude I have to fucking, I have to go so hard to, to, to make this song work. I can't use it, you know? And that's part of it too. I want to do justice to the song I'm using. So, um, yeah, he, he suggested that I couldn't use it. And then, uh, you know, when candy came around, it was like, dude, we got this. On. We're, we're ready to go. I also want to know what inspired the the hardcore track because that's not that's not an Aunt Medina pick. Like, oh, definitely not. No, he I, <laughs> he's a he's a middle of the road indie garage kind of. Yeah, indie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I listened to that and uh, I was like, dude, this is so good. It's it's just an awesome. Like, I get hyped. Uh, you know, I want to break shit and fuck around and. Um, and the other thing too, is like filming a section, I can, I can, um, like there's some low key songs that I've seen in sections that, uh, are great and they're enjoyable. But for me, like, I want to see just like fucking out of the gate. I want you killing it. And, uh, and just, I want it to be rowdy. You know what I mean? As, as much as you possibly can. And, uh, you know, at least for that type of skating, I get if, if you're skating smaller stuff, it wouldn't make as much sense. But um, yeah, I just wanted it to be full of energy. And like that song gets me hyped. So if I was about to do a trick, I'll throw that on and fucking go for it, you know, see how it goes. He did a, well, when it started kicking in, I was like, all right, here we go. And I liked how he, he, team, he like basically like blended the, the distortion going in with you screaming at the end of the first part. I was like, that's that's pretty clever. I like what that is. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah, it just and, went apeshit, basically. Yeah. Dude, thank you, man. Yeah. And knows what the hell he's doing. He's been doing it long enough where he doesn't need tips. He's got it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was 
when when he used that, I was surprised, but he he pulled it off well. Um, you had like two like two sections worth of footage in there because you had a lot of stuff in the intro and the outro as well, as well as those two parts which are basically two songs. Right. <laughs> like that's that's it's almost like two and a half sections worth of clips. Yeah, yeah, no, I was trying to, I was trying to like at least just get enough, like get enough clips where I can. Um, I think there was a handful of clips I didn't like, um, but yeah, I was just trying to get stuff done, you know. And and there's a deadline too, so um, yeah, I just wanted to get to work and get it done. Um, I also can't tell which ones you're switching natural, and then Ant told me that you don't, you and. Andrew, don't call them that. You just call them left and right. Yeah, I think that's healthy. I I probably got that from like Richie Eisler or something. There's someone I got that from um, where uh, it was just more like psychologically, it's so much more beneficial to not recognize as, not recognize something as like um, more challenging than the other. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, even if there's truth to it, that's not my perspective. I just, I'm like, I mean, it's all hard. So just try to figure it out. You know, don't worry about which side or this or that. Just like do it or don't try to learn it. You know, I suppose psychologically it does. Yeah. It convinces you that it's not as difficult as, as it is because you're like, oh yeah, it's just, it's, it's not unnatural. It's just the other foot. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I don't know. It's, 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 uh, I see people get really intimidated by switch tricks. Like if they're saying it's a switch trick, there's some hesitation or something like that, which is, you know, appropriate, but also it shouldn't like defer you from trying it or, uh, and I think it's just an easy way to like, um, you're kind of like undercutting your ability. You know what I mean? Okay. So the section came out. I'm, assuming you were happy with it because the feedback you must have got from it must have been insane because yeah loads of people have basically waited half a decade for you to bring out a new part and then you did and it was just that so i don't know about that you you must have got people getting in touch with you to be like thank christ you're back like what's going on here yeah i mean i appreciate all the love um and that video is fucking good man like Candy through and through is just a great video. It's there's such a good variety of people. The music is there's such a big range of music. Uh, Ant killed it on the editing. Uh, everyone who filmed killed it. Like it was just that video is just great, man. It I've watched it a handful of times and it flies by for me. You know, and I don't know. There's a bunch of unique personalities and different types of styles, and I'm like, dude, this. I could watch this for the rest of my life. This is great. You guys killed it. Uh, yeah. Yours, Andrew Brooms and Mick. I forgot when I was talking to Ant, you know, when you talk to someone and just names go out of your head, the other person section that I was just blown away by was Mick Casals. Cause he just, yeah, I've, I've seen him skate before and his sections have always been good, but that one was just amazing. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. Dude, um, Mick's a, a goddamn national treasure. He's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, like, he's, he's got a serious collection great, of hats man. as well yeah there's something about you guys yeah. in texas you have just get some you've got some strong looks going on over there yeah 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 mick's got a powerful look for sure and and just bomb style he's got great taste and and uh he's great to skate with man he's down you know 
he, he looks like he's hungry for footage. Yeah. He looks like the kind yeah. of guy that's like, right, let's go. I want, I want to go and get this. Yeah. Dude, and um, he can fulfill it too. So he's, he's definitely, yeah, he's got a serious amount of talent. What was it? Did you go to the, did you guys all get to go to the premiere? Cause I know there was the whole like, obviously coronavirus and you wanted to do it at a venue and that didn't happen. Did you guys all yeah. get to meet together? Cause yeah. Keaton's, Keaton's mum got to go as well. Didn't she? Yeah, she did. Uh, such a G for that because, uh, you know, that was in like the, probably the most chaotic time here locally, um, where all the cases were spiking deaths remain the same, but it was just a bunch of cases. And so she's a G for coming out and, uh, being in a room full of like 50 people or whatever. Um, but yeah, thankfully we were able to do it. Our buddy, uh, Dylan hosted us and it was, um, probably, I don't know, like, yeah, it was like 50 something people. There's a good, good amount of people and we were all there. Um, and yeah, man, it was emotional for me. It was tough. Uh, but you know, I think that he would have been proud. So, um, it yeah. must have been, yeah. It must have been awesome for her as well to see that people cared about her son that much to basically put so much work into something and then all come together to celebrate his life. And that must have, obviously, it's going to be sad for her, but it must have also made her feel good as well that he's being honored in that way. Right. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm not sure her like emotional process and all this, but I would imagine losing a, a son, any kid, is just absolutely devastating. So my heart goes out to her and like, um, yeah, I think she was proud. Uh, I got to talk to her a little bit and, um, I didn't want, I was, I was dead, man. That it was just, it, it all hit me at once. And it was like, just tough. Like it sucks, man. Uh, still hurts. You know, it's always going to hurt. And, uh, that's why I'm like, well, fuck it, man. Um, the least I could do is like sublimate this, uh, aggression or, or whatever with skating and uh that'll help me mentally that goes right into transit grills um brand where you know you want to just focus on having a healthy state of mind and and uh try to just be the best you can be yeah definitely um i did not know so transit's based uh, is it based in texas no it's uh salt lake yeah, right, uh, okay. Kirill Brainin. Yeah, that's his company, and him and Tori Treseder and uh, or Treseder, whatever it is. Uh, uh, I thought Tori had something to do with it, but I didn't. I didn't know who else was involved. Yeah, I think it's just them two. Um, but yeah, awesome cause and uh, great company. Good dudes. So, Ant basically promised that that was going to be his last video, and he was done. But I knew that was a lie from the beginning because he just goes into those little phases. And I've I've spoke to him long enough to know that yeah, he'd probably snap out of it. How no. about you? Is that because Ant said that there's a possibility that you might be willing to film for future projects, or um, yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, no, nah, I'm done. One section, I'm done, and now you're like. I might, I might have another one in me. I might, I don't know. No, I, I think, uh, yeah, I was laughing at the end thing because it's hilarious how fast that turnover was. Uh, <laughs> but I don't blame him. Filming is, I mean, he does a ton of work. So, and he holds us all down. So it's, uh, we're, we're grateful to have him for real. But, um, yeah, no, Andrew was trying to convince me to film a VOD 
And I was like, dude, I'm good on that. Um, candy was hard enough and all this stuff. And then he just started, you know, handing me some booze and, 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 uh, I started loosening up and I was like, you know what? Maybe dude. Yeah. You know, I might, but, uh, it's, so you're saying he he seduced you or he coerced you? Yeah, uh, there's, there's, yeah, he there's, did. There's something good. Yeah, okay. Yeah, my dog definitely uh, wooed me, but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I would. I mean, I think it'd be cool. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm not eager to film or anything. Um, there's like a handful of tricks that I would like to do that I don't. I've never seen. That would be really impressive to me, at least. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I like just sessioning with the boys and uh if there's something that I want to do then yeah, I'm down. And I'll always have the the reason for filming with Keaton, so um yeah, but prior to that, man, I didn't have any like the only reason to film was just pure vanity to me at least. And uh that's not a good enough reason. So um yeah, but now that I I have like an actual and it doesn't even mean that I need to like go hard or anything. It's just, if I want to, man, this is, it's all just going to be for Keaton anyway, you know? But see, you can go, yeah, you can go tech as hell and you've got great style without having to try and break yourself off doing, you know, 540 kgs on drop rails with lampposts at the bottom. That, you know, that doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't have to be the, <laughs> the only option. Thank you, man. Yeah, no, I'm good on that. I think I'll just do hammers again. Um, I'm, I want to, especially, um, at my age and all this, I'm not gonna, I'm not trying to be one of these washed ass motherfuckers who's sticking around for way longer than they need to. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, uh, so yeah, I would, I would just do hammers. I can text you when I'm older or something like that. That segues into nicely into something else I wanted to ask you about the that again Ant just threw you under the bus so many times during his podcast it was hilarious my man yeah his, his you've got a you've got a rollerblading theory about pros over the age of 30 that i thought was quite interesting you're basically like if you're over 30 and you're a pro rollerblader quit yeah get the fuck out dude move along okay time's done there's like elaborate on that yeah yeah, so there's obvious exceptions. Like I'm, I'll watch Montre skate till the end. I'll watch, uh, you know, John Bellino, and um, there's like a handful of people. But uh, literally everyone else, dude, fuck right off. I don't care if you're taking a pro spot. If you're if you're sponsored over the age of thirty, dude, fuck off. Like, go buy <laughs> skates. You're a grown ass man. You know what I mean? What are you doing? Like, I don't care if the brand wants you. You know what I mean? Like, who cares? It's just go get skates. Like, I feel like there's this, um, and I mean, I understand that perspective of like holding on to something and, and for a lot of people it's therapeutic and this and that, which is positive And I love that. But, uh, at the same time, man, I don't give a fuck what you're doing on skates after, you know, X amount of time. So, um, yeah, with those few exceptions, everybody else can fuck off. You also mentioned Richie Eisler earlier, and he's definitely well into his late thirties, and he's still yep. he's still skating at a very good level. Yep, and so yeah, Richie would be one where it's like um, you're an enigma, you're a freak <laughs> of nature. I don't know how you do it. It's amazing. Um, so I he's, like he's, he's an exception it. to the rule. He's not. He's not the rule. 
Yeah, there's there's a few exceptions, but like um, I don't know, I I don't know names off the top of my head, uh, but people ex- like taking skates from companies. Um, I guess if the company forces it upon you, like if they're like, hey man, I just want you to have these skates just cause uh, for their brand value or something, uh, then yeah, whatever, who cares? Uh, that's kind of you know you could Im- you could insist that you buy them, um, but if somebody's trying to give you something, I understand, but uh yeah if you're like taking pro skates um yeah after that age what are you doing man let it go you know what i mean get give some other people some shine this goes right into uh me keaton uh all these other dudes who had that same perspective of like uh pushing younger kids because i'll see these some of these kids in japan are just insane and i'm like uh so shiro's another one where he's amazing you know what i mean he's like what 36 or something he's, he's up there he's oh god i should know this because i interviewed him literally at the start of the year he's in his 30s yeah yeah and a, he's a super nice guy great dude um but like you know yuto left uh valo for rosies which was a good move on his part and the reason being i mean i'm speaking for him here i don't know that this is a fact but I, as far as I can tell, uh, that's because he sees he's not going to get anywhere with Valo. He's going to have to spend another eight years fighting with uh, Broscow and whoever the fuck else skates for that company. You know what I mean? Or them now, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, younger dudes making moves because they have to, I respect. Um, but yeah, like, it's, it's, uh, it's crazy to me how they still, prop like prop up older dudes about trick it's it's all this nostalgia porn you know and and like i understand it i'm i'm nostalgic too but uh at the end of the day if you're gonna give the limelight to anybody it should be uh the people who are up and coming more so you know what i mean obviously pros are gonna get attention and this and that but the younger kids need a fish on the line like you need to dangle something in front of them so they actually uh continue yeah something to strive towards yeah right and so you think you have that but little do you know it's going to take you 10 years to get anywhere you know what i mean like in in the climate that it is now uh there's some like danny beer got a pro skate that's awesome i love it great uh finally someone new you know what i mean but these repeat these dudes with like, you know, an insane amount of skates, you know, dude. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so great. Leave dude. Go get away. You know what I mean? Let somebody else get a skate, you know? It's interesting. That you should say that because obviously you do need a balance. You need, you need young people in the sport because it's a youth culture sport. And without the youth, there's, there's nothing, there's nothing to keep going. But then I do think it's important to still have some older heads in it because the problem with blading in the late 90s or in the 90s when I started or presumably when you were skating is we did a really good job of like getting rid of those people during that period. Mm-hmm. Like basically it was like, oh, like you're 30, you're done. Or it's like because we're sponsoring all the teenagers or we're sponsoring all the kids throwing themselves off roofs or da da da. And so it kind of pushed out a lot of old people. So it meant that it was just a sport occupied by people no, never older than 25. And people below 25 make dumb decisions. 
Yeah. Whereas if you've got older people that have been there, they kind of appreciate their position or you would like to hope that they're they're smarter with their money or smarter with their, let's put it this way. <laughs> if it was, if we had older people back then, like we do now, you would like to think that there weren't people selling out as much and making silly decisions and skating for companies that basically made rollerblading look really fucking embarrassing in the 90s. Right. I agree. Yeah. No, it's, it's absolutely a balance. There's nuance to it. It's not like, obviously I'll paint broad strokes, but um, yeah, it's, it's a balance. And what I'm, what I'm arguing now is that that balance is, is way swayed to one end of, of uh, continuing to prop up this nostalgia porn with like 30 plus year old bladers that uh, for some reason continue to eat it up. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't blame those, the companies or whatever uh, for doing that because they're really just seeing what people want and catering to them. But then there's people like me who share this perspective of like out with the old and with the new, but yeah, I a hundred percent agree. There are some, uh, people who should be sticking around and there's some people who, um, you know, do well and, and they're older and, uh, like Montre dude, unfuckwithable. You know what I mean? It's I'm like, kinda, I, I'm kind of beginning to wonder forever. yeah, if he's ever going to age because he, yeah. he, he still <laughs> yeah. looks, he still looks like a little kid, but he's dude, now got, he, he's got what three kid, two, two sons, three sons, yeah, three, three kids. Yep. And his kids are starting to like, when puberty kicks in for his kids, they're going to look older than him. Like he, he's got some kind of like anti-aging thing going on where he just doesn't, yeah, he doesn't seem to look any older. Yeah. Richie's the same way where it's like, these people are enigmas, man. Like he, that energy hasn't faded at all. You know what I mean? And I love that. Uh, but it's, you know, um, it's this gatekeeper thing where, um, that's why you'll see people producing their own VODs or, um, you know, starting their own brands or this or that. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there's other reasons why they do that too, but uh, also, you know, they want some shine, you know what I mean? You don't, you don't want to get looked over. Like there's so many, um, I hate to harp just on rims because there's so many um, companies that do this shit, but there's so many opportunistic um like moments where these people just got slept on and, or they didn't get the credit they deserved and they were perfectly capable of the position uh, and just got slept on. I mean, I have a long list of dudes I can name. It is interesting that every single person who was on REMS with you has quit. Like everyone who was on at that time is gone. And even the people that got pro skates and got recognized pretty much as soon as they got the pro skate or they released the promo, they were out. Yeah. I mean, Nils nailed it there. Like absolutely killed it. Got, got a couple skates, uh, left on good terms, had a nice transition with another company, got a couple skates there. Love it. That's great. He, sh that's what he should have done. You know, CJ did the same thing with Saba and, and what else are you going to do? You don't have many options. Like you have to make those options for yourself and it depends if you're willing um, so yeah, I mean, they, those dudes did the right thing. Uh, Frankie left for a good reason. Uh, Haffy just kind of like withered away, I guess, with, he has so much other stuff going on that aggressive skating was a, you know, not a priority, uh, which it shouldn't be, you know what I mean? After that certain age, man, Haffy, 
you killed it. I love it. I don't really awesome. think he's getting like what else can he possibly do for bleeding? I mean, he's right. Aragon, another one. Yeah. Left. John Bellino retiring. Loved it. Awesome. I and it's not the fact that I don't want to see them skate again. It's like I like those people, but I appreciate more the um perspective of just like no, I'm I'm I've made a decision. I'm good. Uh, I don't really give a fuck what you guys think. This is how I feel. This is what I'm going to do going forward. Um, even if you're at the top of your game, like Bellino was at that time, you know? Bellino was definitely at the top of the game, although he did retire oh, yeah. twice. So he, he retired, came back, killed it again, and then retired again. But um, yeah. maybe, like you said, it is a good thing, and that is we've now got a generation who are pushing against that and who are becoming a lot more independent and going, well, these companies aren't going to do it for us. So we'll do it for ourselves. Like Joe Atkinson. Joe Atkinson yeah, absolutely. could basically have any boot sponsor he wanted. And he had a pro boot sponsor. He was getting a pro skate, but it wasn't on the terms that he was happy with. Now, I don't know what happened there. Um, I'm not laying blame with anyone, but he, I know for a fact other teams have said be on our pro team and he said no to them. So yeah, legend. And he's yeah, just that's, basically that's... traveling the world and beating everyone at competitions. Dude, yeah, the kids he's dynamite. He's he's uh he's great. Um but yeah, man, I, I totally appreciate that. I appreciate that perspective. And I know there's companies out there who uh push younger kids uh way more than other brands, and that I respect, you know. Like if you get them on young. Uh, you actually give them hope. So if you can, um, you know, um, I don't know, reciprocate that at the end, then it's a beneficial relationship and, and both parties get what they like. Um, so, you know, I'm down for those companies who are actually respecting the younger generation and trying to push them up. So which people from the younger generation are you impressed by just now? Because you've said that you don't really watch that much blading, but is there, is there anyone who's producing sections or anyone right now that you're like, yep, I, I want, I want them to do well, or I want them to be successful at blading. Yeah. There's, there's not that many. Uh, let me see if this is the kid. I think this is him. Um, I've, I don't know if it is, but Ren, uh, what's his at? Ren Fuji, underscore Ren Fujiwara. Yeah. Amazing kid. dude. Yeah. Yep. Amazing. Um, like who else, man? Uh, Andrew is amazing. Uh, Brandon, dude, my team, the, our local scene is. I was about to say the whole, the whole candy cast could have yeah, sponsorships. Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're, but yeah, like young kids, uh, Andrew, he's, he's getting more love now. So that's awesome. Uh, and he earned every bit of that. You know what I mean? Like he's so core about it that like, yeah, it's it's a disgrace not to uh, respect that dude's talent and, and how hard he works. Uh, Brandon he has is literally one. been insanely good for what feels like a decade now. Yeah, dude, he really has. It's been uh, almost a decade that he's just been killing it, and he's still getting better. He's still uh, like performing at the top level, and but yeah, Brandon Bobadilla is another one, amazing dude. Um, young kids in the states. Um, I don't know. I don't pay that much attention, to be honest. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. Those those kids right there. All right. Okay. 
I think you've been pretty clear about what direction you would like Bladen to go in. Like you've made, yeah, you've pointed out what you believe is its current feeling, but it does feel as if it's starting to shift towards that again, especially with brands like, like you mentioned, Rosie's. Rosie's are making new pros, which most other brands haven't been for a long time now. And them seem to be doing it as well because they're turning, they've given skates to people who, like, like, un, like people that you wouldn't expect to get skates, people that have been overlooked for so long that you just didn't think it was ever going to happen for them. People like Sean Darst or Danny Beer, who've had consistently put out sections over the years, but it's just never developed into anything. So it kind of feels like it is gradually shifting in that direction. Yeah, um, I'd say so. But even then, like, um, it's such a, I don't know, um, I guess clicky thing. I mean, I know that there's like brand consistency. If you skate a certain way, you'd, you'd typically be on X brand, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm happy to see young dudes um, getting skates. There's other people I'd pick, um, but and it's a shame like all the uh, Haitian dudes stop skating. Nick Labar, um, what's his name? Uh, Dylan Davis. Dylan that da- dude, I, uh, I thought you were going to mention Dylan. Yeah, yeah, he all had. the Haitian dudes. Yeah, dude, <laughs> crazy man. Like, and uh, you know, I don't know what the opportunities were on their on their table anyway, but still like uh those dudes slept on completely fucking um there's a bunch of kids man there's a lot now eric stokely another one random but he he was incredible actually i think he still he still skates i just think he's kind of yeah under, gabriel under yep gabriel hyden all those dudes um great you know I, to me even now all that stuff the time has kind of passed um so now I'd be looking at, at the younger generation, but those are the guys that were, you know, just slept on. So I think, yeah, I think, yeah, Gabriel Hayden just got really unlucky because he got the pro skate. It was just with a company that was dying, dying yeah. basically. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, yeah, when I spoke to James Bowery, he pointed it out quite well. He was like, that was. That was an all-star team. They had a stellar cast, and yet pretty much every Dude. single person that was there at the end had to retire because they lost their main sponsor. Um, yeah. Apart from people that dipped early, like Montre, who ended up going to US, like he quit to go to USD and stuff like that. But the ones that stuck it out to the end, that, that basically... Yeah, Joey Chase. It finished Joey them Chase. off. Yeah. Dude, uh, crazy. You know, there's so much talent out there. Um but yeah, that's that's. I think that's the main reason is that there's such a big pool of talent um, that to just pedestal these, you know, whatever six pros or ten pros or whatever is, is insane. Yeah. Like, dude. Yeah. All right. Okay. I think you've I think you've made your point pretty clear. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, what does the future hold for Mason Richard? Both inside of skating and outside of skating it, it seems like i don't think this is the last we've heard of you but i i just don't think you're placing that much importance on it oh i'm uh, placing importance on uh my future or skating or what yeah um 
within, yeah, I mean, within obviously, yeah, within bleeding. Obviously, you care about your future <laughs> outside yeah, yeah, of it. Yeah, but, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. With skating, uh, I mean, I'm just once I'm healed, then you know I can skate around, and that's good. Um, hyped about that. I don't know when that'll be. Hopefully, sooner than later. But um, yeah, I'm not. I in my personal life, uh, just I mean, things are relatively in order now i'll just continue to chip away at it and and uh keep growing the business keep doing what i'm doing uh have a good time but right now frankly i'm in a state of flux where everything's pretty dynamic right now and i'm just trying to get situated again so uh come 2021 hopefully post-covid uh hopefully post-covid yeah if that ever goes away yeah yeah. Oh, I mean, I hope so. It's pretty lenient in Austin. It was a lot more um, uptight like three or four months ago, but yeah, we'll see. It's All fucking right. chaos right now, dude. 2020 has just been a wash. It is the weirdest year that, yeah, on record for my lifetime. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wonder how your experience is internationally, too. And yeah. In the UK, well, down in England, they've just shut all the bars and told people, yeah, that's... And now in Scotland, they've basically... You can go to restaurants until I think it's like five or six. And then after that, it's no, not allowed to visit anyone's house. Um, but yet, weirdly, other things are like indoor skate parks are still open in, in Scotland. Yeah. So you can go to a skate park, which has got like 100 kids in it. And people over eighteen, but you can't go and visit your friend's house. So it's it's <laughs> yeah. it, there's there's just strange contradictory rules in place that confuse even the most, yeah. Like well, uh, well educated people on that topic. <laughs> I didn't want to say educated. I just meant like I want to say like sensible. Like even even oh, someone yeah. of, of just normal intelligence would be like, "This is a little bit bewildering." I don't really understand what's expected of me. Um, Dude, but, it, it's incredible how polarizing um, COVID is and all that stuff. I can't stand it. It's it's uh, it's crazy. So yeah, hopefully we're gonna work our way out of that within yeah, hopefully the next 12 yeah we will in due time in due time it'll come so i've only got one more question and it's a question that you know is coming talk me through these t-shirts because these t-shirts are the most hyper patriotic things i've ever seen in my entire life and yeah everyone i've spoke to no one can figure out whether you're wearing them ironically or genuinely so you're getting to set the record straight on these what's the deal with there's the mcdonald's one with the american flag there's the don't mess with texas there's the try burning this flag. You've got some. Classics. Are you just are you just touring around Texas and going to every like gift <laughs> tour shop you can find and picking up some memorabilia? Like what is what is going on with these t-shirts? Oh yeah, dude. I am my dog. I am happy you asked. I'm 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 pleased to set the record straight. Um, no, a, a lot of that's ironic. Like, uh, it's 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 um what is it like inciting for a reason, you know, they're, they're loud tees or whatever. Um, it's just a goof, man. I'm fucking around. Um, like I'm definitely, I love Texas. I love the States. Uh, I love what we do here, but, um, yeah, it's a goof. I, I don't like how, like it's, it's unfathomable to me how like the American flag is just immediately, uh, goes to Trump supporters. I'm like, this is, 
as far as I remember, man, this is the United States of America. This is one thing. So, um, yeah, it's not one-sided and it's like, I'm, I'm just fucking around with stupid tees. I'm, I think there's a handful that I've, I've yet to wear filming that I got stored in the bank, just ready to go. But, uh, yeah, it's a I, good I don't one. know if the world's ready for that. If there's, if there's, are you are you saying they're they're they've got stronger messages on them or what's? Oh, I'm sure they. Yeah, I'm sure they do. But they can cry me a river, man. It's a t-shirt. Jesus Christ, you know what I mean? Not that I don't think people are taking it that seriously, um, as they shouldn't. But uh, yeah, it's just fun. I think it adds a level of character that you can uh, you can judge and I don't know think about or whatever you know. So this is like your equivalent to wearing I don't know. Uh, a provocative like heavy metal or like punk rock t-shirt with like a middle finger on it is that what you're is that what you're trying to tell me here <laughs> yeah i guess so yeah like i mean uh yeah man I, I love texas i'm 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 uh pleased with the way things are going um i love living here all this stuff so uh yeah it's just a point of pride i like where i'm from i like representing it i like what we do i like my team you know what I mean? And, uh, and yeah, those shirts just, uh, bring that message home. All right. Okay. All right. But I've definitely worn some foul shit for sure. I've, I've definitely, I have some gnarly tees, <laughs> <laughs> but man, they're funny. They're fun. And like, I, as long as it, it, it those tees, I will tell you, distinguish whether somebody has a sense of humor or not that that is the quickest way to find out if somebody can take a joke or not you know because i i fuck around quite a bit and uh if you're taking me seriously all the time have fun <laughs> all right okay um and it also sends the message home uh, don't mess with texas yeah no shit definitely <laughs> do not mess with texas dude everybody's armed to the teeth and as nice as everyone is it's it, uh you know, they can change speeds. Yeah, we we don't have guns in Scotland, so the the entire concept of just a random person in a supermarket carrying a concealed weapon terrifies the shit out of me. I'm not gonna lie. Okay, here you go. So the reason why every uh, well-armed society is a safe society because, uh, yeah, you're gonna have bad apples who do crazy shit and shame on them, and they're you know worse. They're worth less than nothing. But, um. Yeah, man, I, I feel safer with people being armed around me. I don't I don't feel threatened. Uh, I feel quite the opposite. I feel like if anything were to go down, that person will uh, either be reprimanded, handled, taken down, uh, whether they're shot or not. Uh, it's beside the point. It's just that they would be taken care of. And it, and it disincentivizes people to be aggressive and do all this shit because they're not going to be able to get away with it. Because everybody does have guns. <laughs> that's one argument. Yeah, that's one place to come from. I see, with I feel like as someone not living in the States, I'm not really in a place to comment because I don't experience it on a day-to-day -day basis. So I don't really have any idea of what that reality is. And yeah. Do you, you you carry a gun? Uh, no, I don't carry one on me, no. Um, I would, I'd be down. I need to get a license and do all that. But um yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't blame any anyone for carrying a, a gun. It's a crazy world out there, and like, uh, it shit happens all the time. So, um, yeah, there's some crazy people who like, 
they'll have rifles, you know, loaded, ready to go safety off in their house or something. To me, that's crazy. Um, like as long as you respect your firearm, you're good. Um, and in most cases, like 95, 98% of the people I, I encounter are that way, uh, and treat them with respect and, and know that they're lethal and, and they're not fucking playing around. Um, but at the same time, you can enjoy yourself having that perspective. You can go to the range, shoot, do all that stuff, have a good time, learn your weapon, all that stuff. So, um, yeah, I just wouldn't want to live in a place where I can't, uh, have, I can't protect myself. And I, I sure as hell don't want to depend on, uh, the police or the government to do that for me. You know what I mean? And that's a big part of, uh, Texas philosophy is like, no, we don't need your help, so to speak. Like we got it. It's fine. You know what I mean? That is literally the most Texas thing you could possibly end this interview on. You're like, we've got guns. We don't need the government. We don't need the police. If, if trouble comes our way, we'll deal with it. (laughs) Yeah, man. Don't get in my business. I won't get in yours. That's how I feel. You know what I mean? Leave me alone. I'll leave you alone. (laughs) I think that's a pretty solid uh, place to wrap this up. Thank you very much for your time today. And yeah, I hope we do see another section from this, whether it's you going out trying to kill yourself or keeping it more mellow. I think a lot of people would be happy to see it. David, I appreciate that, man. And yeah, thanks for taking the time with me. I love that you love Texas skaters. And I'm, I'm sure it's not just Texas, it's just that we happen to be from here. But I love how you guys how, do uh, have a pretty insane scene. It's kind of tough not to like what's going on over there. Hey, well, I appreciate that. And um, yeah, that's it's just really cool that you're, um, you know, putting some exposure uh, on Texas and, and uh, letting us shine. You know what I mean? So for that, thank you. Anytime. Well, yeah. Have a good day. And yeah, thanks again. Awesome. Thanks again, man. I'll, I'll talk to you later. Speak soon. Don't mess with Texas. Texas.